Johnson. Johnny Evans, what a header. Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes. Oh, there's magic in that right boot. You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Yes, hello and welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio. We're used to talking about Leicester City victories after the weekend. Unfortunately, though, we're not going to be this evening uh, because Leeds United came to King Power Stadium, of course, yesterday, played really well. It was a great game, very entertaining, but the away team came away with the three points. We'll still review that one. We'll hear from Brendan Rodgers and Harvey Barnes. We'll hear from Yuri Tielemans as well as previewing the game with Fulham uh, during the week. And we'll take a look back at this week in 2016, because it was a pretty famous one in Leicester City's history. Joining me, Dan Bates, for the next hour or so, are two former Leicester City players, Matt Elliott and Ewan Roberts. Matt Elliott is giving me a bit of a half smirk there. I wonder what that is about. No, you're just happy to be here. Yeah, just mulling life over in general, really. uh, How did you end up here? eh? Yeah, I've wondered that many a time and... uh, (laughs) I'm happy to be here, happy to be in your company, and in particular yours, Ewan. How are you, boys? You all right? Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. I'm sure you'll have been uh, thoroughly impressed by Leeds United. We we might as well start by by praising them, Ewan, because they did play really well yesterday. They did, um, and and they have done um, on a few occasions um, away from home in in, in their first first season back in the Premier League. Um, It suits them for some reason. Going away from from Ellen Road, what was that? Their, their sixth victory in eleven games away from home, um, and and sometimes Dan, yeah, we're all disappointed with with the end result, and you know Leicester's performance probably wasn't to the standard that they've set in in recent weeks in this good run that they've been in since that loss against Everton. But sometimes I think you've got to look at the, the big picture, and you have to give the opposition credit. I, I thought the first and second goals. For, for, for Leeds were top class. You know, the movement and, and the passing for the first, uh, Bamford's pass for Dallas was you know, perfection in itself. And then Dallas, I think it was called his first goal in the Premier League against Leicester. Uh, now got his second one. Um, it was a good finish. And then the Bamford goal, it's a fantastic finish. It's as simple as that. He's, he's in a purple patch of his career. Um, I've never been a big fan of his, but he settled into Premier League life very, very quickly. And, it was a fantastic goal after a good start by Leicester. The only disappointing thing for me is having started the game well done, you know, got themselves in front with that really good goal by by Harvey Barnes. They couldn't they couldn't keep hold of it for, for more than what two, three minutes, which enabled Leeds then to, to get back into the game. Yeah, it was a really entertaining first half in particular, Matt, wasn't it? it, it one of those forty five minutes, it absolutely flew by. Yeah. And the score could easily have been 2-2, 3-3. Kasper Schmeichel did really well to keep Leicester in the game. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, the predictions before the game, you know, that it was going to go that way or something similar, wasn't it? You know, end-to-end stuff, both teams looking to be, uh, you know, taking the game to, to the other. And I think Leicester got caught on the hop a little bit in terms of like getting that good goal from Harvey Barnes. I mean, it was an exceptional goal. And... He, I think there was an element, you know, because I felt it a little bit, and perhaps, yeah, you know, I'm I'm guessing that the, the players maybe a little bit as well be, felt that right here we go. Um, it, we we spoken before the game about yes, they're a good side, they're energetic, and they come at you and they got lots of threats, 
but they're easily opened up and Leicester did that almost, well, seemingly at will early on. And in particular, we are with that goal. And uh, I think there can be, well, maybe not forgiven, but it's understandable to think maybe, right, we've done it once. We've done it four times at Allen Road against them. We've done it this early in the game uh, today, exceptional play that it was. And it was almost a feeling of inevitability that it was going to happen again. You know, Leicester are going to get two, three, four goals in this game. And I think they just took their eye off the ball a little bit. They'll probably profess um, otherwise, you know, the Leicester players. But I, I think they just got caught up a little bit in thinking, right, OK, how can we go and get this second? Rather than maybe in other games at other times, they'll be happy to get that lead initially. I won't say sit back on it, but be content with that. And as and when chances come along, try and... You know, increase upon it, but I think they were just a little bit too open. And uh, Leeds, unusual. You know, it didn't didn't take it as a setback, did they? You know, it was almost like, oh, right, yeah, good goal, Leicester, well done. We're coming back at you. And I think Leicester got caught out a little bit like that because they were open defensively. Uh, with the first goal, it, it was excellent play from Leeds, as happened regularly throughout the game. Leicester's defence was so so wide, wide apart from each other. Johnny Evans didn't know whether to go to the ball or go for the runner, and he did neither. He was bypassed, and Fafana come across, and Jerry Taggart mentioned it on the commentary, you know, the gaps between Evans, Fafana, and Castagna, as it was at the time, were far too great. And it was easy for, for Leeds to, to slice them open. But, um, yeah, and, and after that, you know, Leeds got their tails up, didn't they? Don't get me wrong, let's put up... You know, not one of their better performances, but they had opportunities, didn't they? You know, they had like close scrapes. Uh, Perez only just offside, and in the second half, you know, Evans just going wide with the the, the chance at the far post mm -hmm. after a header from Silent Two, etc. Yeah. But you just felt, I even felt it at half time, to be honest, that that it was going to be Leeds' day. You, know, you, you got the feeling that they had the bit between their teeth. They came bouncing out at half time, and they knew they could hurt Leicester, and and Brendan obviously. Recognise that as well by making the change with the three defenders coming on at the second half. But um, no, I think uh, all in all, all in all, you know, there's lots of areas you can look at. Obviously, I think most people can see that Leeds were the better team on the day. Are they the better team over the course of the season? Unlikely. <coughs> You'll still fancy Leicester to finish above them. Um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, half, half giggling there, you. I know. But I mean, it's not a massive unattainable points difference there. You know, if Leicester were to fall away, Leeds could still, you know, a long, long way to go. But, you know, that's, I'd like to think that it, it was something that Leicester can react from and, and not be a catalyst for, you know, a, a, a severe loss in form. Although, you know, I treat it pretty much as a one-off. Although, all of a sudden, it puts a little bit more pressure on the Fulham game now, doesn't it? You know, they've got to get back on track pretty quickly. Yeah, if you're listening in on uh, on Facebook or on Twitter, do get involved with the show this evening. Craig Bennett, a usual fan of ours, good evening to you, says, uh, good evening all. Uh, disappointing result, evening, but let's Craig. not forget how impressive Leicester have been to still be in the top six. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's even better than that, Craig. It's, it's top four that Leicester are still in you, and, and, and that's what it's all about. That There have been setbacks for Leicester this season. There have been setbacks for every single club in the Premier yeah. League. No one's been consistent. It's about how you react to those, and, and you look at it, as the season so far as a whole, Leicester obviously doing really, really well. Oh, fantastic position. You know, still in the FA Cup, still in the Europa League knockout stages, um, fourth, in, fourth in, in the division. Okay, not as, as 
good a start as, as as maybe this time last season. I think last season, I think the club was five points better off. But yeah, it's, it's a blip, Dan. You, you're going to get these. You're going to get setbacks in the season, as you've just said. Every club has had them. It's 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 a it's a Premier League season that we've not really seen in in in, in so many years with. No one really running away with the league, or okay, you can put a case in for Man City now, who after a, a slow start, when I think they'd only won twice in their opening eight games, you know they're absolutely flying. They're, they're they're on a fantastic run, but United are having a bit of a blip. Liverpool have had theirs before their last two games. You know, since that um, Everton defeat at the King Power, Leicester have been superb. Some of the results they've had, they've been to Spurs and won. They've had that really good. 2-2 draw against Manchester United, which brought that really top-class United away run of, I think it was 10 consecutive away wins for United until they came to the King Power. The last two games at the King Power, two clean sheets, a really good win against a good Southampton side, outplayed Chelsea in every department. Unluckily, unlucky last Wednesday at Goodison Park, I thought, second half, I mean, it was men, men v boys, Everton couldn't get out of their own half, and they're at home. They just Leicester just couldn't get that 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 second goal. So yeah, and people see Leeds coming to town, the position that they are, the goals that they conceded, but they've scored plenty of goals as well. They're an entertaining side. They're good. They're they're, they're pleasing on the eye and probably expected a comfortable win, especially after what had happened at Ellen Road when when Leicester went there and and, and smashed them by four goals to one. But sadly, life isn't that easy. And, and once once a good run has come to an end, Dan, you, you you get yourself together, you galvanise, and you go again, and you start another run. It's as simple as that. I'm not saying that any of the Leicester players did think this, Matt, or, or certainly not Brendan Rodgers. But with very little feeling, maybe among the fans, maybe among us watching, that when Leicester took the lead against Leeds, a side that invariably will come out and attack, that okay, it's a case of how many leads uh, Leicester could potentially have got yesterday, but. Leeds, obviously, as you mentioned, came back immediately within what a couple of minutes. Yeah, um, perhaps to, to a degree. I think, you know, I think it's only natural to to look at it. And it, you know, with the, the game at Ellen Road, Leicester didn't carve them open at will, but you know, they caused them all sorts of problems in the first twenty-five minutes or so, from memory, um, of the first half. And it evened up a bit, and then you know, Leicester was just sort of shoring things up and. He's got, got the got the goal, and you think right they were going to power the pressure on. They, they did to a degree. Madison came on, and and then Leicester slipped into another gear. So, you know, yeah, and and the way that Harvey Barnes just sliced them open, didn't he? You know, just went rampaging at the at the Leeds defence, and the way it, it, they just not submitted, but they just couldn't handle him. You know, training his wake, and what a goal it was. And you yeah. you just thought, here we go. You know, I say I was I was guilty of it to a level. I think, and it's inevitable. I'm sure the the players may be semi guilty of it themselves. Maybe even Brendan Rodgers, although I'm sure he'll profess otherwise. But you know, the ease with which Leicester ripped the defence apart of Leeds, you thought it's inevitable that it's going to happen at least on two, three more occasions for the rest of the game. And now that didn't quite materialise and you have to give a lot of credit to Leeds I think as much as anything to you know to to, re, to receive that body blow early on and they must you know their players could be forgiven for thinking right okay they, they've done us 4-1 at home that's just happened Harvey Barnes is not bad is he 
um, you know, see what, all the, see what all the fuss is about now. We're in trouble today. And they didn't feel sorry for themselves. They just went, right. And they rolled their sleeves up a little bit further. Credit to them for that. And, and the manager as well to, you know, to install that mentality. I mean, I suppose he will be asking the question, why can't he churn out performances like that week in, week out? But then he gives them a bit of a get-out. I've seen his post-match comments you know, where he's saying, yeah, but we have to play at our absolute maximum um, to compete on level terms. So he's almost sort of deriding the, the, the quality they've got. I think that's a little bit harsh because I think not only have they got athleticism, they've got some very talented players as well, a little susceptible defensively. But it was their day, wasn't it? And, and not Leicester's. <laughs> and without overstating the obvious, um, whilst Leicester have got an you know, exceptionally strong squad, any team misses key elements to it. And I think without a doubt, Vardy and probably as much Wilfred and Didi were missed on the day as well. Well, that's exactly what Antonis says on Facebook. Good evening to you, Antonis, from the Greek Foxes. He says, let's get back on track uh, this Wednesday, of course, against Fulham. Uh, indeed, Ian Vads hopefully will be back soon, as Matt alluded to there. Any team is going to miss uh, players of that calibre. Let's hear from their manager, though, Brendan Rogers, speaking after the disappointing defeat to Leeds yesterday. Brendan, the end of a very long, unbeaten run. How do you look back at that game? Yeah, a disappointing loss for us. We um, we didn't we, we had a great start in the game. Goal Manila, brilliant goal by Harvey. And, and normally when we get in front, we've, we've been really good. But we didn't hang on to it well enough. We were we were cheap with the ball today. Uh, and then we, uh, we we gave away disappointing goals from our perspective. So um, so yeah, something that we have to be better at. Um, and then, like I said, we had chances in the game, but uh, we didn't quite take them. So, uh, so yeah, it was uh, disappointing goals to concede and uh, just didn't quite have enough to, to finish opportunities. Leeds present a fairly unique opposition, don't they? And there were, there were so many nearly but not quite moments in the final third for, for you today. Is that something that you'd look back on? Yeah, yeah, the game is it's very stretched, you know, it's, it, the, and the game is very broken today. Lots of fouls, lots of stops and starts in the game. Uh, but you have to cope with that because that's the you know the, the physical nature of how they work and how they play. So, uh, and I thought at times we didn't cope with that so well. Casper Schmeichel made some phenomenal saves today, um, which hopefully won't be lost in the the narrative of the defeat. But um, just how good a goalkeeper is he? Brilliant. He made one incredible save down to his left hand side, which was unbelievable in the first half. So yeah, he's uh, he's a top class keeper. Uh, like you say, he made some really good saves today and. Uh, now we're very thankful for him because, um, like I said, in those moments, whenever you need him, he's, he's always there and, and, and makes outstanding saves. And, and we, you briefly touched on Harvey Barnes' finish, but um, he's really added that to his game in the last couple of months, hasn't he? He looks so cool in front of goal now. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh, it was a brilliant goal. He's speeding, getting up the pitch, and then a nice little one too. He matters and finishes it so so well. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's 11 goals he's on, which is which is great for him. We just finally asked about Timothy Castagne who came off in the first half. Was that um, precaution? What was what was the story? Yeah, he felt he felt his hamstring. Um, you know, you've seen a few of the other players as well, just with the turnaround in games. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, he's got a tear in it, but he just felt it tighten up and precautionary. We took him off. He's always very honest, isn't he, Brendan Rodgers, Ewan, when he when he speaks in his his post match interviews, and and he said that he wasn't. 
impressed with his side at times in that game and, and that they've certainly played better this season. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely, they've played. They've set themselves a very high benchmark, Dan. And when you sort of drop a little bit from that benchmark, you're not as good. Um, first half, I thought probably Leeds shaded it. Second half, after Brendan made the change, change that he did to formation, went three at the back for up until Bamford's goal, I, I thought Leicester controlled the game without really creating too many opportunities. Um, sort of penned leads in, in in their own half, had plenty of possession. Um, you know, stop those runs, those attacking midfield for uh, Rafinha, Rodrigo, Dallas and Harrison, who caused problems in, in the first half with their pace and their movement. They never really got those opportunities in the, side, in the second half because of the changes that, that, that Brendan made to, to, to the shape. And, and he was right. The second goal is avoidable. I think if, if Johnny Evans clears it further down or just even clears it out for the throw-in for, for, for Leeds, probably don't concede. And then obviously when they've conceded that second on, on, on 70 minutes, Leicester chasing the game, they're throwing men forward and, and they get that free kick. And it's not the best of deliveries from, uh, from James Madison. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, he puts good service uh, and good quality into the opposition's penalty box, but it doesn't beat the first man. And it's a... It's a really, really good, quick counter-attacking third goal. Poor from a Leicester point of view, of course it is. The way the way they they conceded from uh, a set piece for them, what fifteen yards from from Leeds' penalty box. So yeah, he's, he's always very honest in this assessment. I don't think he gets too carried away when when Leicester win, Dan, and when when Leicester lose, I don't think he gets too too carried away and too disappointed either. We can stop talking about the, the Leeds game shortly, Matt, but a quick <laughs> word on, on Harvey Barnes before we do hear from him, because it, it was a brilliant goal, wasn't it? Down that left-hand yeah. side, started by James Justin, winning a fantastic header. It, it looked like one of those that he did well to keep it in the header, let alone find Harvey Barnes, and then he broke on the left-hand side. Good one too, a James Madison great finish. It was top class, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, I don't know, it reminded me of Gareth Bale in his pomp. It, it was that style of goal. You know, listen. Uh, I was looking for an excuse to get warm because it was freezing, but I was up. I was up off my feet, and that, that doesn't happen too often unless I really have to these days. But um, yeah, no, I was up applauding it, and you know, I was pleased for Harvey in himself, but it was also in admiration of the quality of the goal, because a lot of times you see Harvey and players, um, you know, who have similar attributes, you know, driving at defenders, a give and go. And, and they get the ball back, and that that touch when he received it back from Madison, you're right, you're running at such pace. Yeah, more often than not, that touch gets, I don't know, just a little bit away from you, or not quite strong enough, and you get closed down by a defender, and it it just runs away because it's so difficult to do. But he, the touch was perfect, and the you know, second little, not, not not diversion, deviation of. of of um, attack and, and then he just slotted it away so he had the composure it, it just had so much that goal pace power you know finesse uh, quality and and you know clinical play eventually to, to finish it off and it was a super goal and <laughs> you, you saw him actually when, when Leicester conceded obviously everyone was was uh, disappointed to, you know to, to let that goal back in so quickly but he, he was Infuriated, he was like banging the floor in frustration, thinking one because of the disappointment of the team conceding, but also to an extent 
that wonder gold almost gone not to waste but uh hadn't been fully utilized shall we say but uh yeah ultimately it was a, it was a frustrating day for everyone wasn't it but yeah another example of harvey barnes's qualities yeah, another great individual moment from Harvey Barnes with that goal yesterday. But he was obviously disappointed with the result when he spoke to Chris Parrott after the game. Harvey, um, disappointing end in, in the end to this unbeaten run. Um, what's your feelings after that game? Yeah, we're obviously really disappointed. Um, we've got our noses in front of the game, which we knew was going to be important. Um, but then I think the goals we've conceded will be really disappointed with. Of course, we'll have a look back at them and look what we need to do better. But um, I think today was a bit of a missed opportunity to go and get three points because we know how well we can play. Um, and I think, you know, looking back, we will be disappointed. From up in the stands, it was one of the most intense, fast-paced matches I think I've seen this season. What was it like to play in? It was, yeah, exactly what you said. Um, we know that that's how they play. They want to play at such a high tempo and make it almost a basketball game. Um, as much as we didn't want to do that, I think we sort of fell into the to that trap and, and allowed them to sort of play their game. Um, and I think, you know, their goal, you look at the first goal, they, they've hit us on the counter and then, of course, you know, the one from the set piece, um, we'll be really disappointed with that. that. That can't happen for us. We need to make sure that, that defensively we're solid. Is that something that as a squad you, you are looking to improve on, the amount of goals that do come against you from corners and set pieces? Yeah, it's it's definitely something we've looked at. Um, this year we've not been as good as we have been previous seasons. We've conceded quite a lot from, from set pieces and, and not scored. So it's something that we're always looking at and always on the training pitch trying to, trying to improve that. Um, but we just put it into practice in the game. Go back to your goal. It was a, it was a lovely finish this time of your right foot. Yeah, no, it's... You know, we look at when... We need to defend and they sort of leave you 1v1 so if there's space to run into you've got to utilise it and I think that's what happened with the first goal. Um, it opened up and I just drove into it and of course got, got the finish off which I was really happy with um, and like I said getting front in the game was really important but you know their, game, their goal came too quickly after that and you know, after half time we sort of didn't get going again. You must be delighted with, with the way that you're playing. I know you're disappointed with ultimately what happened today, yeah, but your yeah, form, yeah. your finishing is, is maybe as good as you've ever played right now. Yeah, no, I think it's been really good. Um, this year we knew that you know, we had to get goals from all over, all over the pitch um, and I feel like I've contributed really well to that. I think for me, we play such attacking football and we're always getting uh, going into games knowing I'm going to get chances. So I think this year it's just been about taking them and you know, making sure I'm getting as many goals and assists as I can to help the team. Gareth Southgate was here watching on as well. Um, it must be nice to, to know that you've performed, I guess, in front of your national team manager again. Yeah, of course. I think it's important. Um, you know, when you do get them opportunities, you, know, you want to take them. And it was obviously great to be involved earlier in the year and you know, I've just got a little taste for that. So, of course, I want to make sure my club performs as good as I can and, and make sure my performances are right up there to, to try and get myself in his mind. And, of course, Fulham not too far away now. This is a, a group of players that all season long when you have suffered many setbacks, you've bounced back. I guess that's the message, right, going into that game at Craig yeah, College. Yeah, I think we've been on such a good run. Um, of course, this is a setback, but you know we've shown before we can bounce back really quickly, and that's exactly what we need to do on Wednesday. It's another great opportunity to go and get three points, and you know we we'll make sure that we go there fully prepared. We touched upon it earlier, you and whenever Leicester have had setbacks this season, invariably they've responded to it brilliantly. I, I look back at the. The defeats at home to West Ham and Villa back-to-back -back were followed by wins in the Europa League. Well, that wasn't a good reaction, was it? Losing two on the Losing two on the I'm not after that. Uh, there were wins in the Europa League, a win at Arsenal, another win in the Europa League, that win at Leeds. They went on that fantastic run when they lost at Liverpool. They then reacted to that. Each time there's been a setback, 
for Leicester this season, you and they've responded really well. Yeah, and, and that shows how much character is is in the dressing room there uh, at the King Power. Um, they, they, they've got great belief, got a great squad. Um, they, they know they're in a, a fantastic position. And as you said earlier, Dan, every team has suffered setbacks in this madness of a Premier League season. You know, it, it won't be the last time that Leicester um, suffer a setback. But it's, it's how you respond, how, how you react. And as you said, nine times out of ten, apart from that back-to-back defeat that Marty nicely uh, pointed out there after, after you <laughs> nice said... Nice wasn't it? They, yeah. they, they're like, oh, you can always count on Marty, can't you? <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's been a top-class reaction. Um, two, uh, two games in, in the next few days now with, with Fulham on, on Wednesday, an opportunity of, of picking up some good points. Yep, before we uh, look at that Fulham game, then on Wednesday we'll do the first of our uh, extra time teasers as well as our Who's the Fox for this evening. So we can get that on your screens for you now. Um, so don't shout out, Matt. You know the drill by now. We're it's not, it's not me who shouts out. We're into it's February not me now. The fella sat in that chair, isn't it? Um, so this is one for those of you listening and watching in who you think uh, that might be. Get your comments in on Facebook and on Twitter. There's a reason we've picked that picture as well, uh, which we'll come to very shortly. I'm good at these. You are? Have you had it already? I think so. Okay, well, well, we'll certainly come to you first then, a little bit later on. So as I said, yeah, get your comments in. Uh, everybody knows what game that is from, so can you get the missing player? I think it's a pretty easy one this week. But we'll find out if uh, if fans think the same. Uh, right, have you got your thinking caps on then, Matt and Ewan, for our extra time teasers this evening? Um, well, there's no room for error, is it? Head to head with no, Ewan, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Uh, I, I need Walsh here to make me look at least half decent. <laughs> yeah, I think he beat you last time he was on, didn't he? Um, or it might have been Jerry. Every now and then. Yeah. Uh, right, pot one or pot two, Matt, you can choose this evening. Pot two, please, pot Daniel. Pot two. Uh, Ewan, you can go first then. Which of these players wasn't signed in the January transfer window? So this is Riyad Mahrez when he signed for Leicester City, Luis Suarez when he signed for Liverpool, or Angel Di Maria when he signed for Manchester United. Which one of those wasn't signed in the January transfer window? I'm going to go for Riyad Mahrez. Chance to steal. It's a 50 50 chance. Well, I'm to thinking steal. from the start it was Di Maria. Is that your answer? Yeah, that's that my answer? answer. I'm waiting for the thing <laughs> because they used to play Man U early ish in that season and he was playing, wasn't he? You got that Rob Gold, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, well done. Uh, so you go 1 0 up from Ewan's question. So oh, good steal. Oh, you let that one slip there, Ewan. Fancied you for that. Uh, I knew it wasn't Suarez and I weren't sure about Di Maria. Which one of these players, Matt, wasn't signed in the January transfer window? Exact same question again. Nemanja Vidic to Manchester United, Wilfred Ndidi to Leicester City, or Andriy Shevchenko to Chelsea? Vidic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see that happening. Shevchenko to Chelsea. Wasn't. Wasn't signed in January. Vidic, Ndidi, or Shevchenko? I'm going Ndidi. Mm. Oh, no. Of 
quite famously was signed in the yeah. January transfer. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so you and you again. I can't have, believe I've actually gone for that. Have a 50 50 shot. Shevchenko or Vidic? Which one wasn't signed in January? Fergie hated signing players in the, in the January window, didn't he? So I'm going to go for Shevchenko. Yeah, and me. <laughs> so, odds logic there, you and you said Fergie hated signing them, so you still thought that Vidic was signed. Shevchenko is the answer. He was signed in the summer. Vidic was signed in January. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. So very I double bluffed. Sad, I don't care. I got it right. Exactly, exactly, you. And I'm not. I'm not going to moan about the, the logic there's, there. I think he. And I just a, messed it up altogether. Madness, believe me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shevchenko was signed in May 2006. Indeed, he, of course, January 2017 because his first few games in the Leicester yeah. shirt were in, in the Champions League. Uh, and Vidic was signed yeah, in January course. 2006. Uh, so it's one all. Uh, you both it's stole Monday, the answer Monday. there. Exactly, exactly. Bad right. There's your excuse. Cruises. There's your excuse. Uh, right, Fulham then on Wednesday. We, we've talked about bouncing back. Fulham beat Leicester, of course, at, at King Power Stadium earlier yeah. in the season. They haven't actually won a game since that mm-hmm. at the end of November. Drawn a few, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, but they're, they're, their form has picked up since then, probably. Was it? Uh, I can't remember. They had a couple of not results, but half decent performances just prior to that, did they? But they, um, Scott Parker, their manager, was, you know, was quoted prior the Leicester game, wasn't he? He's saying that he's quite happy with how his, his team are playing. You know, they're showing good signs, and they backed that up against Leicester, didn't they? They were really bright, really sharp, and were dangerous on the night. And Leicester, again, you know, got caught a little bit off guard. Um, so Leicester will be prepared for for what Fulham are capable of. They, they've had a that who's it was it Liverpool they drew with Liverpool Liverpool at home two one yeah just after wasn't it and yeah. you know they, they had chances to go and possibly win that at yeah. stages in the yeah. game didn't they and I think they've taken confidence from that and there's a bit of frustration from Fulham's behalf isn't there that they haven't turned some of those draws into wins well they they've drawn at Spurs yeah. Since then, they narrowly lost at home to Chelsea, narrowly lost at home to Man United. In both of those games, could yeah. well have got the results, but then they've been disappointed recently. Nil-nil draw at Brighton, two-two with West Brom. That was a huge game the other day. Yeah, fancied them, fancied them there, and uh, they had to come back in that game, didn't they? But uh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. It's going to be a hard slog for them overall, but they. they uh, there's more hope for them than there is for West Brom and Sheffield United, for sure, I think. Not just in their standing in the league at the moment, but also the potential that their players have got, in my view. And, you know, they seem to be developing a bit together. And Scott Park deserves a bit of credit for that, really. You know, they're not just sort of fighting and scrambling and, and looking to nick points. Like They're actually looking like they're almost <laughs> trying to... Obviously, first and foremost, you know, relegation is, the, is their issue, but they look like trying to set their stall out for something else more than that down the line. But you've got to deal with the here and now. Um, be a tough game for Leicester, you know, on the back of what happened yesterday. Um, you know, not a dent in confidence, but you know, a little bit of a sort of realisation uh, of, of what can happen. And like I say, you know, without certain players as well, it, it does have a little bit of an effect. And if Leicester go down uh, to Craven Cottage and, and get... Get, get the win they'll have done very very well I feel well let's get the thoughts then from the Leicester City dressing room Yuri Tielemans says that Wednesday offers a good opportunity to get back to winning ways 
we know that we have a lot of games and to play in midweek every time we uh, we know that we can uh, turn things around very quickly. So yeah, it was a disappointing game on Sunday, but now we have to focus on Wednesday and, and the Fulham game to uh, to try and go there to, to win the game. Uh, they won at our home and now it's up to us to uh, to make it right. Yeah, what lessons do you think you can learn from that game back in November at King Power Stadium? We didn't perform well when we played them. So that's, let's say, a positive that we know that if we are at our best, we can um, challenge to, to win the game. But we weren't good enough in the first game. And now it's up to us, like I said, to, to make it right and hopefully to go and win there. Yeah, Yuri Tiedemann's, Ewan sounds confident, doesn't he? They want to learn from that that game and, and that disappointing result against Fulham. And, and again, just like Brendan Rodgers earlier, he was very honest and open, said they weren't good enough that day at, at King Power Stadium against Scott Parker's side. Oh, and, and do you know what, Dan? Once again, I think you have to give the opposition um, credit. OK, Le- Leicester can play a lot better, we, we know that. Um, but you know, all credit to Fulham that they came there. They had a game game plan. They they came to defend. They came to bend deep. Didn't really want to concede space behind them to to Jamie Vardy. Um, tried to frustrate Leicester, which they, they probably did on 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 the night and, and nick the game. Nick the game one nil in in in, in the end. Um, their form has turned. You know, when you think at the start of the season, what did they have? One point from their opening six games. I mean, a lot of people were writing them off there and then with the start that they made. But to be fair to, to Scott Parker, he's, he's, he's galvanised the, 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 the team. You, know, you, you spoke about the draws that they've had, and yeah, they haven't won since they weren't at the King Power, uh, but they have drawn seven of their last nine games. Uh, they've only won once at home. I think they've only scored eight goals at, at Craven Cottage. It is, I mean, you've played there many times, Matt. You know what it's like. There it just doesn't seem to be any space. It's quite tight, condensed. The, the stands seem to be on top of you. No, it won't be an easy place to go. Um, it, it really, really won't. Defensively, they've 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 done a lot better since the uh, opening six games. I think only Burnley in the bottom half have conceded less goals than uh, than, than Fulham. But at the minute, they're, they're, even though they got two on Saturday, they're just not scoring enough. The the two on Saturday against West Brom obviously weren't enough, as we've discussed. That game finished two two and. Both of those teams really needed the win. You look at the, the table, Brighton beating Fulham last night has opened up yeah. a big gap. There's seven Eight. points now between yeah. 17th and Brighton and, and Fulham in, in 18th. Yeah, and weekends like that can be demoralising as well, can't they? Because you you, know, you struggled uh, at some stage as a group and then you say you, know, you, you seem to sort of get it together and, and it clicks as it did against Leicester and you know, a few decent performances and without picking up too many points as well, admittedly against very tough teams. But then, you know, there's an air of buoyancy about you. You think, well, hang on, it's achievable. We can get ourselves out of this trouble. And you feel like you're playing well. But then all of a sudden, something goes a little bit awry um, and, and other teams capitalise. And like I say, that big gap, and all of a sudden you think, well, hang on, we're playing well and we're still seven points behind. And what have we got to do <laughs> to actually get ourselves out of this situation? And, and it can dampen the spirits a little bit. I, I don't think Fulham are at that stage yet, but they're not far off, are they? Because, you know, Brighton, um, Newcastle, Burnley, certainly over recent recent times, you know, have shown that potential to 
get a good few wins under their belt the remainder of the season, which means you know, Fulham have got to double their efforts. So at some stage, it's, it, it can sort of kick in and, and drag you down a little bit, you know, because it is just too much of a task ahead of you. But I, so I still think Fulham are dangerous enough at the moment to, um, you know, to cause Leicester problems, uh, similar to what they did here at the King Power. And but Yuri Tillemans is right. You know, I'm glad that he's mentioned that, that they're wary of it. They, but also they've got that confidence stepping into it that if they do perform to the expected levels, then you know, the chances are they'll get something out of the game. But yeah, don't want Le Leicester as well can can fall back on those stats that you mentioned earlier that I was chipping into a little bit. It was only, uh, only a little <laughs> bit of sarcasm, Batesy, that was all. <laughs> Happens every now and then. But um, no, I mean, you know, Leicester have reacted well. Uh, it's not like one defeat has, has, has sunk the ship, has it? But no. um, but also, they're, 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 uh, I think it will serve them well uh, last year how they did drift away eventually in the back end of the season. They won't be wanting a repeat of anything like that. So, uh, you know, I don't think that will happen at all. But... Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a stark reminder for them and a little G up on, on top of the Fulham result here at the King Power as well. A couple of bits that we've learnt from Brendan Rodgers in his press conference today ahead of that Fulham game. He said, we're anticipating Jamie Vardy could be back at the weekend and we're hoping that Wilfred indeed he won't be too far behind him. Speaking about Fulham, he said, it's taken time for them to mould together, but they've got, a they've got dangerous players and I think they'll get stronger in the second part of the season. We'll be prepared for a tough game. Yeah. Uh, obviously gave the update there, you and on, on Ndidi and Vardy. We don't expect now then to see them on Wednesday. Do, do you expect, though, that there'll be any changes for, from the Leicester team going into that one? Um, I think there'll have to be one, wouldn't there? Because obviously of Castagna's injury. Uh, I mean, maybe does Brendan maybe be a bit more attacking? And in, in, in that sense, I, I say, does he leave Marco Brighton out and, and maybe starts Cengiz Thunder? Um, on that right-hand side, because we know what under gives you in an attacking sense. Uh, you know, we've seen it when he's been given opportunities. Um, I think, I think that would be something that, that I would think could be a positive change. Um, Mark Brighton in recent weeks has been brilliant. You know, we the, the work rate, the work ethic that he's got, he gets back and, and helps whoever's playing right back at the time. Uh, his work in, in in that sense, you know, you, you can't replace, but maybe doesn't give you quite as much going forward as as a, maybe a, an under, under does. Uh, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But obviously, um, with uh, the the hamstring strain, not not a pull to uh, to Castagna, there will have to be a change defensively. Yep, it's a six o'clock kickoff on Wednesday, so Match Day Live will be live on LCFC TV from. At 4.30, Matt Elliott, Tony Cotty and Jerry Taggart are the guests for that one. Uh, there's live action on LCFC TV this evening as the development squad are in action against Blackburn. And our commentator, Nick Walsh, has all the details of tonight's clash as well as the latest team news. Hello, Dan, and a very big welcome to Leicester City Football Club training ground here in Seagrave. Premier League 2 Division 1 commentary this evening for the visit of Blackburn Rovers. Should be a good fixture as well, Dan, because victory for the visitors would see them go top of the table. And with that five changes, there are starts this evening for Mitchell Clark back from his third loan spell at Port Vale. Harvey Godsmark forward, Ethan Fitzhugh, Casey McAteer and Ali Regba. And that means that Vontae Daly-Campbell, Dara O'Connor, Kanya Yeshabella, Ben Nelson are not involved 
And as we now know, Callum Wright has joined League Two promotion chasers Cheltenham. So the full start in 11, Jacob Stolarczyk in goal, Harvey Godsmark Ford, Mitch Clark, Shane Flynn, Callum Hume, Ethan Fitzhugh, Sidney Tavares, Casey McAteer, Thanoat Swin, Chitawan, Ali Regba and Jake Wakelin. Kickoff, as I say, Dan, is 7 o'clock from LCFC Training Ground. We do hope you're going to join us, myself and club legend, fans' favourite and former Northern Ireland international, Jerry Taggart. It is Leicester City under-23s against Blackburn Rovers under-23s. Thanks, Nick. Yep, that'll be on straight away when we're done here on Extra Time, so do uh, do watch that. Uh, it'll be fantastic to see the Young Foxes in action and hopefully get another victory. Uh, what we're going to do now, though, on Extra Time is rewind and relive a famous week for Leicester City in 2016. Because on this day, five years ago, Leicester were one day away from facing Liverpool at King Power Stadium at the start of a daunting three-game run in the Premier League that included that clash with Liverpool, as well as trips to Manchester City and Arsenal, all within the space of 12 days. Many fans of other clubs and people in the media thought the run of fixtures would signify an end to Leicester's title chances should they struggle. It was, however, quite the opposite for Claudio Ranieri's side, who went into the game against Jurgen Klopp's team three points clear at the top of the Premier League, and they stayed there, thanks in large to one man and one very special goal. Mares surely got a shove in the back there from Moreno, but Mares, excellent work. Mares, high ball over the top. Vardy is chasing it. Thinks about the shot first time. Oh, oh what a goal! That is absolute top class from Jamie Vardy. With an hour gone at King Power Stadium, a piece of real magic. Yeah, brilliant goal from Jamie Vardy to give the Foxes the lead that evening. He also got the second in it, a 2-0 win. Matt, what were your memories of that evening? Yeah, it wasn't the best, like, was it? Uh, uh, total sort of impudence, really, from Jamie Vardy, wasn't it? You've got to be, you've got to understand his sort of character to realise you know, why he took that option, because a lot of players wouldn't. He, he, he ran the risk of looking silly, didn't he? Because if you got that wrong, which... More often than not, players would do, Vardy included. You know, it, it can go slicing off to the corner flag or you can get under it and it balloons into the into the crowd or, you know, you, you can get on top. There's so much that could have gone wrong. And he's it, just gone for broke, hasn't he? And he's thought, do you know what? I'm in the form of my life. What an occasion. It's Liverpool. We are where we are, you know, in the Premier League and everything's... Not everything, but a lot of things were going his way in particular, but you know, Leicester's in general, and he's thought, why not give it a whirl? And such was the confidence that, he's, that he had at the time. As soon as he hit it, you were like, what's it? well, before that, you were thinking, what's he doing? And as he hit it, you thought, that's got a chance, you know. And then all of a sudden, keeper was scrambling back, and it was, it was inevitable it was going to end up at the back of the net. And what an occasion was it? Everyone, everyone bar no one was up on their feet. Yeah, but it was a fantastic start to that week, which was five years ago this week. Uh, their next game away at Manchester City on the Saturday lunchtime was arguably their biggest of the season to date. A win would send them six points clear at the top. A defeat would see Manuel Pellegrini's side go level on points at the Premier League summit. Leicester fans needn't have worried, though, as they produced their performance of the season thanks to two goals from Robert Hooth and one very special solo strike from Riyad Mahrez. There's N'Golo Kante. Balance 
was good and strength as well there. Mares has made something of that. It's Mares! 2-0 to Leicester City! Astonishing developments here! They've done exactly what they did at the start of the first half and scored within a couple of minutes at the start of the second. We could easily have played commentary of either of the two Robert Hooth goals, but we, we had to pick that Riyad Mahrez goal because it was unbelievable, wasn't it? The, the little dink over yeah. the defender, the step over, the right foot finish, right in front of those Leicester fans. Well, <laughs> commentator there, it was Ian Dark, I think, and he got hit the nail on the head, didn't it? Astonishing developments. It, it was. There was a there was a sort of an air of realisation that Leicester were genuine contenders, and I think that's been sort of you know, widely acknowledged by the players and anyone who was around at that time. Um, from from memory, I think it was like an early kickoff as well, wasn't it? I it think. was the lunchtime, yeah. Yeah, so it was up there working working on the game, and it was it, I don't know. There was, it was a strange sort of anticipation going into it. And I think up in Manchester, the belief was like, right, okay, you know, well done, Leicester, up starts. Uh, we're going to put you in your place today. You're going to get a little football lesson. Didn't work out that way. And you could see certainly Man City supporters and Leicester supporters looking around at each other thinking, this is happening. Something special is happening. You know, astonishing developments are occurring. And that was just um, completed by, I mean, well, it's astonishing. Hoof gets two goals in one game against Man City. You know, what a defender, but he's not known for his braces throughout his career, his career is he? But then... Yet even more exploits by Leicester because they just built in confidence, didn't they? They were striding around the pitch. Man City were bewildered by it. And then Mahrez just tops it up with that sublime piece of skill and and finishing, really, which was, in its way, even better than Vardy's goal you know, from a technical point of view. But um, two wonder strikes and two wonderful occasions, wasn't it? But... I mean, strangely, the, the, the next game was Arsenal away, wasn't it? That Leicester actually ended up losing, didn't they? Danny Simpson was sent minute. off yeah. and uh, down at that game. But I, maybe not to the same degree, but to an extent, Leicester were motivated, like inspired by that performance as well because they went to Arsenal and they were so unfortunate not to get the result there and never thinking, you know, Liverpool and City six points... And they should have got at least a point out of the Arsenal. Um, but there they were. But um, Arsenal were gloating as if uh, that was it. Leicester's charge was out of, um, you know, had been put to one side. It, Arsenal, from their point of view, seemed like they thought they were going to win the league. Uh, it, as we know, it didn't turn out, it turned out the way. I just think it gave Leicester an extra edge and determination. As, as well as obviously the confidence from the two previous results. Yeah, five years ago this week that was you and, and two fantastic results for Leicester City over Liverpool and over Manchester City. And it, it was the old celebrations in the changing rooms photo and all that business Arsenal. as well, wasn't it? Yeah, not yeah. a good move. I think that there were two proper markers, weren't there? From from from, and that's I think people sort of stood up and thought, hey, they're for real now. They've got a proper chance, absolute proper chance. Um, Two unbelievable strikes. I mean, we, we spoke about Jamie Vardy a few weeks ago um, on his on his birthday, and and you said to me what what standout moment 
can, can you think um, for Jamie since his le- in his Leicester days? And, and that would have been one of them. That would have been the one down the goal against Liverpool. Obviously, I, I went for the one when he uh, he brought the the consecutive goals in in the Premier League. But what a fan to have the audacity to try that sort of strike from that angle. You get the technique right, the power. But Mares's goal, you know, I. I Sort of played with Ryan Giggs on a few occasions for Wales, and he was great. At you you sort of, you and... sort of played with Ryan well, Giggs. I was, I was there, Matty. I was there. I was there in body. <laughs> Just drop that one in, and yeah. <laughs> it, that 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 goal was the was the closest thing, and reminded me so much of when Ryan used to just glide past defenders with ease. And yeah. <laughs> in, in the end, it, it nicked him a sixty million pound move to Man City, didn't it? I, I'll tell you as well. I, I don't know if you saw the Leicester Liverpool game. We've already scored that goal, you and like in its entirety. But there was a phase of play where Leicester just popped it around. One touch, two touch, predominantly one touch. That would have been goal of the season, oh, by the way, if that it, had gone in. It, yeah, yeah, and people were saying, you know, Leicester played deep and hit on the counter and the one dimensional Mares bit of magic every now and then, Vardy this. But that play they all linked up, Okazaki, drink water, I think Simpson was involved, Mares and he nearly got through, and it was half a shout for a penalty, but it, it didn't. It didn't occur. But you were just sort of mesmerised by it, wasn't it? And it was like little triangles. It was. It was proper tick attack. It was Barcelona at the best. And you're thinking, <laughs> uh, Leicester don't do this. It's, it, these strange things are occurring, and uh, it all just slotted into place, as we know, didn't it? Yeah, I think that was the week, wasn't it? That are those two results certainly in, in the space of four days were when everyone sat up and took notice and thought, oh, actually, Leicester are, are doing something serious here. Yeah. Right, uh, let's get our Who's the Fox reveal. We'll, we'll put it back on your screen one more time for you to have a little guess. We've been talking uh-huh. about that Manchester City game. Matt mentioned the player's name, who it is, during your little bit. I did that on purpose. Well picked up, uh, Well done on Twitter to lots and lots of people. Loads of people got it right. Burks, it doesn't look uh, like Danny Simpson there, though, does it? <laughs> Burks, Ella, Richard, um, just a few. Razik as well on, on Twitter that got it correct on Facebook. Uh, Antonis got it right. Well done to you, Antonis, as did uh, Kyle Duncan and Craig as well. So well done to those of you that have got it. Matt Elliott, you're desperate to give us the answer, so I'll let you do it. Yes, you are. I can see you there, (laughs) shaking away. You want to give the answer. You want to prove you've got it right. I think it's Shinji Okazaki. Well done, yeah. Yeah. Shinji Okazaki there was the first to celebrate uh, with Robert Huth after that one on a very memorable day for Leicester City. Uh, Right, we'll head into our uh, final extra time teasers at one all. You both got your first questions wrong and stole it from each other. Uh, so let's see if that continues uh, going into the second bit. Now, Matt, you can have the first one of your question too. Uh, so it is um, about Fulham. Uh, why were Jamie Vardy's two goals against Fulham in the 2018-19 season at home significant? Why were they significant? Why were they significant? Well, as a as a pair, why, yeah. were, they, why were they significant? That's not in context, isn't it? Every goal's significant. Why were they in particularly? Why were they particularly significant? Oh. In what year? Eighteen nineteen. <laughs> not uh, that's not his hundredth Premier League goal. 
well, 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 well. I, I don't know. I was going to say that that is incorrect. It wasn't his hundredth Premier League goal. Let's see. We can't really hand it to you and now. Um, oh. But there's going to be no. But I'm, I'll give you. A, I was going to try and be generous. Leicester City half goal. a point. It's his hundredth Leicester City goal. Oh, not see, his see now Premier I've had the ding. Goal. See, our producer gave the ding. He's correctly now giving you the cross. No, I've had the ding. I've no, you It's still you're still on no, one because point. Then you and hasn't got a chance. To he can't it. steal. No, you and can't pinch it now because of the confusion. I that would have reigned. accepted the cross initially, but I've received the ding, so. I refuse. The ding has been change. the ding has been rescinded. The ding has been rescinded. It's Matt Elliott one, you and one. Going to the next bit, you and can't steal it either. And I've spoken. Quizmaster has spoken. I'm afraid, Matt. You <laughs> uh, and your question number two involves Fulham, who scored away at Craven Cottage for Leicester in the Premier League uh, draw in the 18-19 season. It finished one all. Who scored for Leicester that day? You need to put that one behind you and think about this one because you might be able to steal it. Oh. In, what, in, in what season, Dan? 18-19. Oh. Might have to hurry you up a little bit, Ewan. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go James after. Madison. James Madison. What a, oh. what a pull out that oh. was. Well done, Ewan. Uh, well done to Larry, by the way, on uh, on Facebook oh, for guessing 100 for Jamie Vardy's goal. So Ewan takes a 2-1 lead. Ewan, your final question is, uh, who opened the scoring for Chelsea against Burnley on Saturday? Azpilicueta. Oh, come on now. Unassailable 3-1 lead for Ewan. You might as well have your last one. Uh, who scored Brighton's goal last night against Spurs? Trossard. Correct, but it wasn't enough. On a technicality, you've lost three. I missed three, up two, with Shevchenko. Two, we'll yeah. Yeah. Hey, losing to, losing to you, Ewan, is no disgrace, son. No disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I've beaten you, Matty, I think. <laughs> Thank you very much to Ewan Roberts, uh, the uh, Extra Time Teasers champion for this evening. Thanks to Matt Elliott. Don't forget, following us straight away on LCFC TV, you can watch the under-23s in action against Blackburn, and you can do all of that for free. So, uh, so do make sure you head on to lcfc.com for that. 